Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human Podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. Today I'm with a guest that I've known for many years. Um, he stayed with myself and my family a couple of times in Edinburgh and I've had the pleasure of, of showing him around Scotland and spending some lovely time with him. Welcome Jack, Jack Pransky. Oh it's great to be here and it was such a lovely time that we spent. That was wonderful. Yeah but for those of you if there are any who don't know who Jack is, Jack is um, he's, he actually has a background in public health um, and public health prevention and has written several books about public health prevention with um, respect to this understanding that we call the three principles. But he's also a prolific writer. This is what I love about Jack. You know, sort of, he just puts out there what he's thinking and what he's feeling, where he is in any given moment in time. And in fact, one of his books, um, the book called Somebody Should Have Told Us, was actually the first book I read about this understanding. And um, it's wonderful at this point in, in time to know that Jack has just brought that out as an, an audio, audio book, Jack. Yeah, it just came out like three days ago. Really excited about it. Oh, no, no wonder. Jack also is a prolific traveller. <laughs> <This man will, laughs> there's no corner of the earth, it seems, that this man will not go to to share the principles. Am I right, Jack? <laughs> I'll go anywhere. So if you're listening and you want Jack Pransky to come to your country to run some kind of retreat, this guy's your man. He uh, has a a rucksack and will travel. (laughs) Well put. (laughs) Jack, it's been lovely watching, you know, sort of as the community of the principles has really grown exponentially over the last couple of years. It's been wonderful to hear people quoting your work. In fact, you know, I heard the other day that it was Steve Hardison was, was quoting you, and I just thought, that's wonderful, because all of these people have their own communities. And it means that you're having even more of an impact, Jack. Well, it's, it's, it's nice to know. Um, to me, it's, it's... I mean, if I have said something that resonates with other people, mm. the way that I feel about it is... It's not me. Mm-hmm. Whatever I say that, that affects other people is coming through me. Mm-hmm. So I'm just a, a vehicle for that. Mm-hmm. And it's nice, you know, it, 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 uh, you know, it's good for the ego, I suppose, if people quote me, but I really don't. Uh, the, the fact that people are getting whatever my statement is, you know, in terms of its meaning to them. Mm-hmm. That's what matters most to me. Yeah, I kind of figured that, Jack. <laughs> it, it's, never, it's never about you, is it? It's just never about you. I really like to try to make it as li- <laughs> little about me as possible. <laughs> but then there are other times, oh. <laughs> well, sometimes you just can't help yourself because the, uh, you know, the ego wants to um, create itself in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And when it does, there's no stopping it unless you see what it's doing. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, unless we're able to take a step back from it mm-hmm. and see how it's manifesting itself and how it really tries to protect itself at all costs. Mm. And it's just amazing to watch what the ego does to, um, uh, you know, it created who it is or what it is. And once it creates itself, it protects itself. Yeah. And it's fascinating to see 
if we can step back enough from it to see it. I think that's something that's becoming clearer and clearer to me, Jack. You know, I, I can say to you that I've never really had much of a sense of ego at all. I've never been the kind of person that, you know, it was all about me. For me, it's always been about other people. You know, I would speak in meetings about we when it was something that I had done. You know, I never, I never really saw that I am important, I am this, I am that. But having said that, I do have moments where that happens. And this, one of the books that you wrote, Seduced by Consciousness, really hit home for me in regard to how being present is so important. And it reminded me of the first time that you stayed with us, Jack, and you were very protective about the kind of food that you eat, how much sleep that you got. And at the time, it looked to me as though you're just strange. <laughs> you know. but, but more and more, seeing that, Jack, it is, it's about, you obviously knew what helps you stay present and, and you know, sort of your, your health has a lot to do with that. I do. And um, when I was staying with you, I was doing that workshop or whatever it was. That's right. Mm -hmm. And it's very important to me to bring my best self into a training or into a workshop. Yeah. Or, and from all the years that I've been doing this, I've learned what helps keep me fresh and pointed mm -hmm. in that direction. And I am very protective of it. Mm -hmm. So that's what you were experiencing from me and, and called it strange. <laughs> yeah, at, at the time, yeah, at the time it seemed, it seemed strange. But having said that, you know, as, as, as my journeys unfolded, I see that more and more. Um, you know, and in fact, I've got a, a student coming over from Norway to study with me um, for a couple of days on Sunday. And on Saturday night, I'm at a big party. And I, I won't be drinking, you know, and I said to my guests, I'm, I'm not drinking because I have to be on my A-game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, then people are going to start calling you strange too. Oh, but Jack, people have known I've been strange for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> Just strange in a different way. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's funny, isn't it, how when someone operates um, from a different space as you, then it's so easy to label, isn't it, when we don't understand, when we don't see the oneness? Yeah. It, it, seeing the oneness is a, is a very interesting way to put it. Mm. Because seeing ego or being caught in ego is like the opposite of seeing oneness. Mm. You know, it's not the opposite of oneness because oneness obviously includes the ego, mm -hmm. includes all egos, because there's nothing, you, you, you can't get away from the one. Mm -hmm. no, no matter how, how lost we get, we're, we're still part of the one. But we can have the illusion of not being part of the one. Mm -hmm. And our ego, it's like it takes it and it with it it attempts to run in a different direction from the oneness even though it's still part of it like it's like it can't it can't get away from it but it's trying to get away from it mm -hmm. yeah there's lots of of discussion jack just now there's a lot of people looking at non-duality and the way that I see non-duality and the principles is I don't see an awful lot of difference. I just think it's a different way of communicating, coming home, coming back to your true nature. The way I see it is um, when people use terms like that, mm. that largely come from other spiritual traditions, mm -hmm. it's very easy to to get lost in the 
mm. words of what that means. Yeah. I've noticed it gets people into their intellect very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we <laughs> right outside my house right now, there's some uh, workers <laughs> cutting down trees and blowing leaves, so it could get loud here. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent timing. <laughs> as always. Uh, as always. But, um, in fact, it just made me forget what I was going to say. You were talking about non-duality and how, yeah. So, what I was saying was the notion of non-duality or duality gets people into their heads, Mm -hmm. I've noticed a lot. Yeah. And I tend to avoid the terms altogether because of that. I just like to keep it as simple as possible. Mm. And the way I'm seeing it these days is really there's only three things going on. One is there's whatever happens in the outside world. Like for example, these workers outside my, outside my window right now, you know, that's happening in the outside world. Mm-hmm. That's reality. It's happening out there. Now, I cannot get a pure experience of the workers out my window because it's always filtered through my own thinking, which comes right through my senses, through my consciousness, Mm. and gives me my experience of it. So if I get a twinge of, of... Uh Uh-oh, for example. Uh Uh-oh, it's going to interfere with with this podcast. Then I am making meaning of that outside world for myself. Mm. And I am getting to live with the experience of the meaning that I'm making from it. And underneath all that, is the essence of who we are connected to the oneness of all things. So to me, those are the only three things that are always going on. You know, there's whatever's happening in the outside world. There's the meaning we make of it for ourselves that we get to live with and get an experience of. And it's possible for us to like you could say, fall back into the formless mm-hmm. and really have an experience that is different from the meaning that we're making it, making of it, that mm-hmm. is much more pure, connected to peace and love, guided by wisdom. And that's available to us all the time, even when we're fumbling around in the meaning that we're making of it with our own thinking. Mm. that's beautiful Jack really beautiful I um, finished working with a client um, a three day intensive client the other day there and she was a young woman and um, she had what people described as an eating disorder and after the three days she was just a completely different human being I mean after the first day she was a completely different human being and I caught up with her yesterday, Jack, and I, you know, I'm just like, Hi, how are you doing? You know, what's happening? And she said, one of the funniest things that's happening at the moment is listening to other people, watching them mm-hmm. wrestle with thought. And she said, it's hysterical. And we laughed because <laughs> she realised how that had been something so serious for her. Isn't it such a beautiful thing Mm. to see that even people who are lost in whatever ways they are, like some people get lost in an eating disorder. Some people get lost in drinking. Mm. Some people get lost in depression. Some people get lost in anxiety. I mean, whatever it is that people get lost in, it's just what Sid used to say, we're only a thought away from our health. 
at any time. Mm. We just don't know when the thought is coming. So obviously, her three with you, something shifted in her head that that made that one thought come alive for her. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly she's living in a different world. Yeah. In a healthier world. Isn't that just the most amazing thing? <laughs> Blows me away every time, Jack. You know, when I see it for myself and I see other people, it, um, it's magical. It really is magical. That's what keeps me going. I mean, mm. I really should be retired by now. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> But I can't seem to stop, at least not yet, because, you know, the, the more that we see those kinds of things happening, mm-hmm. it, we know it's affecting the whole world when that happens. Yeah. It's like the ripple goes out into the world. First, the ripple is coming. Well, actually, first, the ripple came to us mm-hmm. from someone else who had the experience. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it was Sid. And, and George Pransky and Roger Mills. So the ripple came to me. And then it, it's almost like the ripple, I'm just thinking about this for the first time in my life, actually. The ripple started a, a vibration in me. Mm-hmm. And that, that vibration is what ripples out to other people. And then they get affected. And then the, that ripple starts it starts a vibration in them and then it ripples out to somebody else. And then it keeps going like that. The whole world gets affected this way. Mm. Eventually. It's that beautiful feeling, Jack, isn't it? When you meet someone who is deeply grounded and living in their well-being, people become curious. They're drawn to find out. What's happening? That's really true. Um, And a a lot of people, well, first of all, the curiosity mostly comes when they see a change in that person. Mm. Like if they just meet a person who's, who's lives in well-being and they've never seen them before, they might just chalk it up to that's the way they are. That's the way that person is. And they might not give it too much of a thought. They might, you know, just chalk it up to somebody's personality or it's got nothing to do with them. But certainly when they see a change, when someone was in a certain state of mind most of the time Mm -hmm. and they shifted to a different state and now they're living in a healthier way, there's nothing that gets people more curious than that. Mm. And that's why stories are so because there, even if somebody doesn't know what you were like before you were got involved in this understanding, when you tell your story and they hear that and they feel that difference from the way it used to be, that's mm. another thing that gets people really curious. Mm. And that's what I actually found in in your book, Jack. Somebody should have told us. As I said, that was the first book that I read. And I remember reading it and I was just in the first couple of pages and you were telling the story of the lady and you were on a hike and how she either didn't want to go on the hike or she went on the hike and she got breathless and that was her her turn to give up and and not do it anymore. I think she was a smoker as well. Yes, she was a heavy smoker. Yeah, I remember reading that, Jack, and killing myself laughing. <laughs> and do you know the way? Like, I didn't, I didn't know why I was laughing, but there was some, there was truth in there for me. I wasn't a smoker, but there was, there was truth in there that I heard. And I actually found myself because, because I put on a lot of weight. And I had found myself not wanting to walk up hills. And as you know, there was beautiful hills behind our house in, in Edinburgh. Yes, beautiful hills. Yeah. And I found myself not wanting to walk up that hill with, with Jerry and the girls because I would get breathless. And then I would imagine all sorts of things that would happen the minute I became breathless. Hmm. And it was interesting to me, Jack, that shortly after I read the book, I found myself up on the hill with Jerry and the girls. Oh, that's great. Isn't it? And, and again... 
I got to see my thinking in action. So this whole consciousness piece became alive for me and I was so grateful. I'm so happy to hear that. And it reminds me, I, I have not seen or spoken to, heard from that woman, Lisa, for so long. And I really wonder how she's doing. Hmm. I tried to find her at one point and uh, I couldn't find her. Mm. Seems to have dropped off the map. So I'm hoping that she's dropped off the map in a good way. In a good way, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Jack. So anyone listening, you know, someone should have told us is a fantastic book. It's beautifully written, very relatable, very real. Um, and if you don't like to read, then the, the audible version is, the audio version is out now. And, and I, I do, I highly recommend it. It's one of my go-to books. It's, it's, I pick it up and read it all the time because it's fun. <laughs> I just find it fun to read. That's great. And, you know, I was a little bit, um, I don't, nervous is not the word, but um, I, w- I was very hesitant about it to read this book myself for the audiobook. Mm. Um, I didn't know whether, you know, I should get a professional to read it for me. Actually, truthfully, at first, I thought it would be a piece of cake. I mean, I wrote the book. Mm. I ought to be able to read it. Mm-hmm. I ought to be able to read it in a compelling way. Mm-hmm. And then I started to do it. And I couldn't believe how hard it was. <laughs> Really? Like how, how hard it was not to sound like you're reading something. Ah, okay. And, and, and I kept making so many mistakes, I just couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I just had to say, okay, this is the way that it is. The reason that I wanted to read it is because I wanted the heart to come through. Yeah. And when I was reading and you start sounding like you're reading, yeah. the heart isn't really coming through. So I just had to kind of go back and redo the whole thing. And um, occasionally it sounds like I'm reading something, but most of the time uh, it does feel like the heart is coming through. And that's what I was after. Oh, Jack, I don't understand how anybody can listen to your voice and hear, hear heart. You know, I, I often talk about this. The people that I'm drawn to as my mentors and my teachers and the people I hang about with are people who I can feel their heart, even in those moments where they think they're not living from that space. Huh, that's interesting. Mm. I will take that with me. Good. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. And seduced by consciousness, Jack, I mean, sort of where did the, the, the insight to write that book come from? <laughs> well, um, I went through what I consider to be a traumatic uh, event in my life. And I realized that it was not the event that was making me really feel lost for, uh, I I would say at least a year, Mm. maybe a year and a half after it happened. So, so my, my partner of 10 years had split up with me. I had been living with her. I thought I would be with her for the rest of my life. And then all of a sudden, boom, it was gone. That that happened just as you came and stayed with us, Jack, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, and so I was in a, in a, um, I, I was troubled at the time because I didn't really grasp uh, what my own part in it was. Yeah. And by my own part in it, I don't mean what I did in terms of, you know, what made the relationship suddenly end. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about my own part being seeing 
how I got seduced by my own thinking yeah. that came into my consciousness. And, it, and because it is so compelling, because it looks so absolutely real, I just got sucked down into it. And I couldn't find my way out of it at the time. And the reason that I wrote the book is because when, when I did come out the other side, it was like, whoa, what did I realize that made me come out the other side? Mm. And what I realized was that there was an experience I have that I, that I write in the book that where I actually saw that the parts of me that are form don't matter. Like the matter of me doesn't matter. And the only thing that really matters is the formless energy behind all life or universal mind. Mm. And if that becomes our guide, it, it, as it comes into our pure consciousness, then no, nothing that we can go through in this form matters. And it is when you see that, it makes life look different. So, and we're getting seduced by consciousness all the time. Yeah. Little, in little ways and in big ways. And I still get seduced by consciousness. You, you just can't get away from it because we are in this form. But if I do now, eventually I know it's going to occur to me what really makes a difference. Mm. And that is the essence of me as it's connected to the oneness of all things. <laughs> so I am a little part of universal mind functioning in the world. Oh, I'm loving this conversation, Jack. It's beautiful. That's great. You know, there, there's a lot of people, Jack, who are new to, to understanding the principles that are listening to the podcast. And, and something that you've been talking about quite frequently through this podcast is the form and the formless. Can, can you take a couple of minutes just to, you know, elaborate on that for, for the people listening, please? Right. Well, um, all form comes out of the formless, comes from the formless. It's like the formless might be something like this incredible gift that we have of the power of thought. That's just one example. Mm -hmm. The power of thought is formless. Then we create the form of thought from it. So a thought, which comes from the formless power of thought, a thought comes into form. And that's the beginning of form taking shape, you could say. Mm -hmm. So that thought, which enters our consciousness at whatever level it comes in at. So if we're having a thought of, of uh, depression, it comes in at a real low level. And if we're having a thought of, of pure peace of mind, it comes in at a very high level. And there's all these levels in between. Each level really has a vibration attached to it. Mm. And that thought begins a vibration at that level of consciousness. And for, for example, if, if, um, is a thought of depression and if it's a if one you know we all have depressed depressing thoughts from time to time mm -hmm. if we have that thought and it starts the vibration if we get another thought on top of it which says well it doesn't really matter or 
you know, that's not really who I am or something like that. So that creates a different thought, which creates a different vibration. Mm-hmm. And then that vibration like starts affecting us. Whereas if we have a thought of depression over and over and over again, we take it to heart. We take it really seriously. We call it our life. That thought of depression starts to vibrate and actually becomes physical form Mm -hmm. in the body because it can affect body chemistry. It can affect pathways in the brain. And so that's an example of how the formless comes into form. Mm -hmm. Now, if we were to realize what's going on, that it's only our own creation of what is essentially illusion. That is what this form is like the form is really an illusion of our own creation. Even what we take in from the outside world, what's in the outside world is not illusion. What is, or maybe it is, but we we have no idea whether it is or it isn't. (laughs) We, We take it in through our thinking and it becomes form to us. Yeah. And we can drop back into the formless, and see the form for what it is. Mm. Nothing that counts. Mm. Like when we die, it's not going to count. Oh, Jack, I think having been a nurse, you know, and, and having seen, you know, life come into the world and life leave this world, you know, in, in my nursing duties and having seen both my parents and grandparents die and being at their bedsides, that's something I know. I just know that, Jack, you know, that when that life force leaves us, mm-hmm. what's left is, is just the human form. The, the, that is not the person anymore. It's their human form, but it's not them. Right. You know, and when you were speaking there about, you know, looking at, at what appears to be form for us, for example, a chair. Mm-hmm. But a chair really isn't solid. It's, it's vibrating atoms. So if we were to really look at that, it isn't form, but it appears like form to us. I know. It's just amazing that uh, I am not falling right through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute. It's, it's a bit of a, you know, you know, it can confuse us sometimes, but there's, yes. there's a playfulness in what you're saying, that if we see that and we look at it with a playfulness and a curiosity, then it helps us see more. Yeah, it absolutely is amazing to me that what we are seeing, taking even an electronic microscope to it, mm. is mostly empty space. Yeah. And it's it's just almost impossible for me to wrap my head around that. I know. Now, if you were to say that to Jerry, he would say, oh, that sounds like Jackie's brain, mostly empty space. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a good thing. Well, I agree, Jack. I agree. He says that I spend my life faffing about. <laughs> but I get Well, when, when, when he's playing his instruments. Yeah. And he is totally into the music. Mm-hmm. His brain is empty space. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, oh, right. We'll speak after. I need to send you his next album because I know you've got, got one of them. So, um, oh, yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. It's about jazz. It's jazz through the decades. So it's, it's pretty neat. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> Wonderful. Anyway, Jack, I know you're doing a lot of training in in Spain. How did that all come about? <laughs> it's interesting how that came about. Um, somebody from Spain, Katja Simons, mm-hmm. I believe read somebody should have told us. Mm. And it affected her. And she started talking to her, she's actually from Germany, but she started talking to uh, 
somebody who she had met fairly recently there named Sheila Massand. And the two of them started talking and I was talking with Katya and then the three of us were talking Mm -hmm. and I said, boy, you know, I would really like to come to Spain sometime. And then all of a sudden, I have no idea how it happened. It just kind of um, magically materialized. And so I ended up doing my first uh, training retreat there. It actually wasn't a retreat at the time. It was just like a weekend. Mm-hmm. And it went really well. And the whole and it's in Albier, Spain, which is uh, just a precious little place right on the Mediterranean. And I just loved it. Everybody had a really good experience there. And so then what I started to do actually was a, um, what I called an extended professional training where we met at the beginning and six months later we met at the end and we had um, Skype calls every month in between. Mm -hmm. So I would be coming to Spain like twice a year into that same spot. And every time I went, I loved it. So then I had to do another one. <laughs> and then I had to do another one. And I think we started doing them in 2012. And so I have been to Spain, except for last year, I've been to Spain twice a year um, ever since. And, you know, it has merged into a, a trend. And now, doing now i'm working with gabriella maldonado montano and we're what we're focusing on now is is um helping people become better coaches Mm. really focusing on what the art of coaching is and how how to simplify it and how to really affect people and impact them beautifully and this last one we did i couldn't even believe the, the power of it and the feeling of it. I, it was, it was really the best thing I've ever done. Mm. It was magic. You mentioned magic before. It yeah. was really magic. <laughs> it is though, isn't it? Seeing people settle into their true nature is absolutely magic. Yeah. And it's interesting, Jack, isn't it? Because, you know, probably you like me, you'll see people who have, being coached in other methodologies or other trainings or other schools of coaching. And they're very curious about this understanding and how they can integrate it into, you know, what they're doing without recognizing that we are this understanding. Yes. And that's something that's really difficult for people to grasp who don't, Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to really see that Mm -hmm. in order to grasp it. So is that quite uncommon then for people, you know, the people that you're working with, that, that it, it takes a while to, to help them settle into their own, their own understanding, their own grounding? I've noticed that grounding happens at a lot of different levels. Mm. Um, Tell me more about that, Jack. Well, there's this, first of all, there's, you know, people sometimes see the principles through the intellect. Yes. And I don't see that as grounding at all because they're not living their life through it. You know, it's like a good idea to them. It sounds good. Mm -hmm. So then there's, you, you can, you can see it in different parts of your own life. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see it operating and it may even, change the way you are in those aspects of your life. And that's a beautiful thing, but it's only one level. Yeah. When we see it everywhere in life, it's like at a totally different level than seeing it just appear in certain situations. Mm -hmm. And then I'm always talking to people who believe that they see that and yet they still get caught and they say 
yeah, I know, I know it's my thinking. I know it's not reality. And yet they're still caught. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? That means that even though they're saying, yeah, I know it's my own thinking and it's not reality, they're really still caught in the reality of it, even without thinking that they are. And when they are able to see through that, they're even at a different level of grounding. Yeah. What is it, George Pransky, he talks about all ships rise with the tide. So, yeah, that's a good one. He's the king of the metaphor. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he is. And, and, you know, I think that is very powerful. I, comp- I, I absolutely agree with what you just said there, Jack, in, in that. But we don't know what we don't know until we know, we see it. <laughs> that's true. Mm-hmm. And there's even in, in the, the, probably the ultimate level of is to really s- walk through life seeing and knowing the formless. Mm. And I go in and out of that myself. I don't, like, I'm not there as much as I would like to be. Yeah, yeah I, 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 don't, I don't care whether I'm there or not. You know, when I'm there, I'm there, and when I'm not, I'm not. Exactly. Mm. And then and one more thing about grounding is I also mm. have to speak to blind spots. Oh God. Yeah. Because everybody's got them. Mm-hmm. Even the people who even Sid had blind spots, mm-hmm. you know, you just can't get away from blind spots. There are some things in life where we cannot see the principles operating. Mm-hmm. We're seeing reality. Yeah. And like I, uh, I wrote about mine in my, in my book, Seduced by Consciousness, very humbly. You know, it was a scary mm-hmm. thing. This is a scary thing to write because uh, I knew that some people were going to look at my blind spot, mm-hmm. not see their blind spot, and, <laughs> and say, well, you know, his grounding isn't good. <laughs> you know? Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. where I don't see it. You know, I could see the three principles operating in every other aspect of my life, but where I have a brown, blind spot, my grounding is not good. And that's a fact. But uh, to me, that doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, this thing about my groundings, you know, I can see more than you. My groundings better than you. So, excuse me, it's bullshit. It's like, oh, that's true. Yeah, we're, we're all just, we're living, and this is why this podcast is called Unashamedly Human, Jack, because we all see what we see. Yeah, we just see what we see. And if we can live our lives from this space, then we have this very extraordinary experience of an ordinary life. And so I'm grateful when I get to see things that I haven't seen before, but I'm incredibly gentle with myself and other people now when I don't see and they don't see where their experience is coming from because as we spoke about earlier this this oneness the compassion the empathy that you have for other people just comes from love knowing how we all work and it's so beautiful to stay in that realm. Mm. As soon as we start getting into the realm of judgment yeah. of other people, of other people's ground, of even our own grounding, mm-hmm. we have dropped away from the love ourselves. Yes. And we've gotten caught in our own ego. Mm-hmm. And it happens so innocently. But I, I had a, um, I put out an interesting one-liner on some Facebook group. Mm-hmm. It said, "Beware of the three principles ego." <laughs> that makes a change from the three principles police. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's this notion that anybody is better than somebody else, or yes. deeper than somebody else, or there's no place for that in the principles. The principles are only 
a description of how it works. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And it's the difference to me between what I would call the what and the how. Mm. You know, when you, when you, when you talk to three principles, about the three principles to people, very often they'll say, well, how do I do it? Or, you know, how does it work? Or, well, how does it work is a different question. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how do I apply this in my life? Mm-hmm. The what is where the real juice of this understanding is. It's in seeing how it works. Mm-hmm. That's the understanding. Seeing how it works within us at any given moment. Seeing how it's working always within anybody we encounter in life. Mm-hmm. And that's... And so gentle, Jack, isn't it? I was just going to say, it's so gentle. Mm-hmm. You know, someone once said, and you know, it's we talk about meeting people where they are, and to me, it makes more sense to meet people knowing who they are and how they work. Yes, seeing how they work is the what. Yeah, and once people see the what. They, I mean, truly see how it works. Mm. That's when they open up into new, incredible possibilities for life. Mm. They just see life differently when they truly see the way it works. And the how just tends to naturally fall into place. Mm. But people are trying to focus on the how before they see the what it is going to be confusing and it's kind of akin to um, you know doing a practice of meditation you know you're you're trying to get someplace and as soon as you're trying to get to a meditative state for example Forgetting already that we are already a meditative state. Mm. We're just getting in its way with our own thinking, coming into consciousness. Um, you know, it, it puts the, the, um, uh, our view in the wrong direction. I don't even say, I don't even want to say wrong direction. I would just say in a direction that's not going to be that helpful for us. Jack, our time's almost up. I want to thank you. Is that right? Yeah. Really? Wow. Time flies when you have fun. It certainly does. It's been a a really lovely and insightful conversation. And I know the listeners will will really hear something, you know, from from the discussions that we've had. If there was something you wanted to leave people with, Jack, words of wisdom or insight or something you want to share, what, what would it be? that we're perfect as we are Mm. and as we are we are inadvertently without knowing it using the three principles to make us be exactly the way that we are and yet at the same time there is hope because we are never stuck where we are Thinking can change at any moment, in fact, does constantly. And we always have the opportunity to fall back into the pure essence of who we are at any moment. And both those things to me give us total hope. So even people in the most desperate of situations, that's all always there for them. And I've got a new book coming out, which is really an old book. It's, it's part of my book where, that I wrote called Prevention from the Inside Out. Mm. Um, I'm just taking the, the most uh, compelling parts, which is mostly the, the interviews 
very extensive interviews I did with people who had been in the depths of despair and came out of it and then helped other people with their understanding. And I'm calling this book Hope for All. Jack, could you and see that? Also, this part of Hope for All. Perfect. It should be out within the next two or three months. Oh, Jack, thank you so much for your time. Um, as I said, it's been a lovely conversation and I look forward to reading that book when it comes out. Okay. Can I just say one other quick thing? Sure. Um, what I, when I mentioned before that uh, uh, doing this, these things in Spain, um, there's a webinar series that Gabriella and I are about to do starting in January. Mm -hmm. where people who can't afford to come to Spain or don't want to come to Spain or whatever, we're going to be doing a webinar series on that same title, Simplifying the Art and Power of Coaching. So that will be coming up in January. And then in March, I am going to Peru on a, on a, like a spiritual journey where we're going to uh, talking about the, the spirit, more spiritual aspects of the principles and also be immersed in, in that place that I've never been to mm. that I hear is a very, very spiritual place. So I just wanted to throw those two things out. I'm <laughs> glad you did. We'll put <laughs> the links on the, the, the email, Jack, in the show notes so that people can sign up if they want to. Okay, Thank great. you. Thank you again, Thank you. Jack. Thank you very much, Jack. You're welcome. Lots of love. Thank you, too. Could be larger than life, bigger than the world. Living out the hopes and dreams of every boy and every girl. And you could fly higher than the sky, shine brighter than the stars. You can have all you ever wanted. Yeah. Cool.